Hey, I'm Daniel. And I'm Pat. And this is Y2K Movies. A podcast about the films of the 21st century. This week we're looking at As Above, So Below. When a team of explorers venture into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris, they uncover the dark secret that lies within this city of the dead. Uh, written and directed by John Eric Dowdle, and with a co-writing credit by Drew Dowdle. Uh, As Above, So Below was released theatrically August 29th, 2014. Uh, I didn't... I was vaguely aware that this movie existed and had not seen it until uh dad you recommended it for this week's show what 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 made you go with this one <laughs> what this come from? <laughs> really <laughs> i don't know i mean yeah i don't i, I saw this opening night man it's crazy because i had in my notes like i was 33 when this movie came out busy raising babies i wasn't going to the fucking movies but then as as i know from our earlier episode tonight noah uh, I was very much seeing movies in 2014. Both movies yeah. were released the same year. Only a couple months apart, too. So yeah. I, I was making time to go to the movies, but I guess just not found footage movies with uh, Ben Feldman. Hey, I don't, I don't you know leave him what. alone. Okay. <laughs> I no, I, I, you know what? Honestly, any mobile game that he advertises, I download immediately because that man knows how to sell a mobile game. <laughs> That's where he's at now. Where are they now? They're selling mobile games. The, he, yeah, well, <laughs> after uh, Superstore, you know, got canceled. I That's where he had to go. That. Oh, dude, it was so. It was actually pretty good. I watched I, it. Being in I, the service industry, I pre, I related real pretty good with it. I recognized him. He was in uh, Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine. Yeah, he was. Yep, he was yeah. getting it on. He was a different, uh, I don't know, it was funny seeing him in that light, in the Friday the 13th one, because I actually, I forgot he was in that, because of how the last time I watched it was so long ago, until we rewatched it, and I was like, holy shit, I was like, I totally forgot he was in this. But yeah, no, I, I liked this movie, I actually, now, <laughs> I'm gonna say anyways, because you know, fuck you, but uh, this is in my top five of found footage films i love this wow. yeah i really love this one uh it was just i don't know i i always liked it and i liked the somewhat occult lore i wish they kind of dipped a little bit more into that but um i enjoyed the labyrinth of the catacombs and and somewhat stumbling into some supernatural places like i don't know I, it was fun i thought it was a fun ride um i will say though i did rewatch it uh actually today for it <laughs> and i would have to say um it didn't age well i'm gonna say that uh i still have it in my top five because i haven't watched something that has replaced it yet but um i still liked it and i really enjoyed it but i was like damn i was like something's gonna knock it out <laughs> yeah i you know, found footage is definitely, it, it's not necessarily a construct of the 21st century um, because there was cannibal, what a cannibal Ferox, cannibal Holocaust or whatever. And, and Blair Witch was 99 and McPherson tapes. There's other examples of found footage that predate the 21st century. But for the most part, found footage is very much a 21st century, like the comic book superhero movie. Uh, very much a, a kind of uh, mainstay of 21st century cinema, right? And 
re- found footage stuff. I mean, this is only the second found footage movie that we've covered on Y2K. The first one was the VHS 99, correct? Yeah. All right. Um, so we haven't really gotten into it. And, and I, I do want to cover Cloverfield because that's probably my goat when it comes to found footage. Um, I, I, I think Blair Witch was an early, uh, you know, it, it kind of, it, it walked so that Cloverfield can run. I absolutely fucking love that movie. I love the idea of a found footage Godzilla movie. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, this is, uh, this isn't bad. I, and I, I, I'm glad that we watched it. I'm, I'm okay with the fact that we watched it. I'm not like fucking like, super happy or anything, but like, it's got a lot of really great content to it. it and, and the film kind of gets by on concept over execution when they're talking about the Knights Templar, when they're talking about Nicholas Flamel and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, they're talking about all this different stuff that's kind of like, oh, I've heard of that, or oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then later on in the movie, it, it kind of flips, and the execution is more interesting than the concept of they're in hell. So basically, they're they're on this hunt uh, for the Philosopher's Stone, right? And um, the main character, Scarlet, it was her dad's obsession. And uh, she goes down there with an ex-boyfriend named by the name of George, played by Ben Feldman and some other people. They got a Benji the photographer. Uh, there's some local French people, and they go into the catacombs. And, and the catacombs in France are real. Like, this is a thing. And they're, they're, it's, it's very uh, very much a labyrinth that extends on. Uh, like, no, I don't think anybody has a, a clear understanding of how far and how deep it goes. And people do crazy shit down there. They have raves down there. There's homeless people living down there. There's cults down there. You know, every once in a while, you'll hear some story about some kind of weird new thing that was found down there. People doing weird shit, right? It's the it's the it's the uh, European uh, version of Midwestern kids doing weird shit in the woods, right? What are they are they drinking? Are they fucking? Are they worshiping Satan? What are they doing in there, right? <laughs> and that's kind of the catacombs in France, right? So they go in there, and it's very claustrophobic. You never really get a super clear sense of setting to where they're kind of at in relationship. They just kind of keep going down and down and down. And uh, as they go down, the weirdness kind of intensifies until they're near hell or kind of in hell or just in a in a supernatural uh, a wash an area that's awash with supernatural activity. And then they go down so far to where I was like, "Well, there's no fucking way they're getting out of this at this point, right? They're all wounded." They've climbed down ropes. They're thousands of feet underground. There's no way they're getting out. And then, spoiler alert, they get out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, as above, so below. Right. And I was just kind of like, okay. (laughs) And then I was like, nobody's going to survive this. But because it's a found footage movie, you know there has to be, well, not necessarily, but Somebody's got to find the footage at some point. Like, they find the fucking tapes or whatever. Otherwise, we wouldn't be watching it. Right. Um, but, no, I dug it. I, I, it's it's just found footage sometimes feels like bad reality TV. No, like, it does. No, I, I like reality TV to a certain extent, and there's certain things that I – but I just can't watch any reality TV. I don't watch, like, Bravo all day long. You know what <laughs> I mean? I like Vanderpump Rules. 
But like, I ain't gonna watch like all the fucking Real Housewives. I like, uh, you know, when I was younger, I liked Real World and stuff like that. But I don't, I couldn't tell you everything about every cast from every season of Real World. Um, you know, and as far as reality, as far as found footage goes, um, not the worst. Definitely not the worst in the genre. But it's, I like my, I think, real, I think for me, found footage works best when it's something like Cloverfield, which is a very non-traditional approach to the found footage genre, when they do something new with it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, or like, what was the VH, VHS one that we were watching, where they're on like Double Dare or whatever? Remember uh, that? Yeah, that, wasn't that 99 or 94? Yeah, 99. yeah, yeah. 99. I like and the was... VHS uh, franchise. I mean, as like a whole. Like, I would say out of each each one, there's at least two that I can get really down with. Mm-hmm. So, how is, how is it seen in this in the theater? Was it like a, a good audience reaction, at least? Or... Yeah, no, I, that's what I was saying. Like, I thought it was more popular <laughs> than, than, uh, than just us. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the audience seemed, it was a good night. I remember, uh, I actually remember going to go see it. Um, it was around one of my good friends' birthdays, and we went out there, watched it. Uh, I'm pretty sure, I want to say it was a packed house. And, you know, it's a late summer horror film. So uh, I, I saw it probably around 11, 11.30, because those were the good old days <laughs> when you can actually watch it all, like a midnight movie. But um, yeah, it was a good it was a good experience. But the in the theater and i think that i kind of like noticed the like difference in watching it at home in the theater because i want to i only watched this film one other time uh outside of the theater and today and it is like on the theater or in the theater it just i don't know if it was because it was like cold in the theater and like it was just like pitch black but it just the 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 background the uh it, it just felt the atmosphere just felt better and it it was like it's it's definitely meant for like the bigger screen or if you can get everything like pitch black and cold like so you can kind of feel like you're in the catacombs but i don't know i i still really enjoy it it's it's not phoenix forgotten for me but uh it's up there still what's phoenix for phoenix forgotten you haven't seen Phoenix Forgotten? So Phoenix Forgotten is a uh, found footage film uh, based on it, the Phoenix Lights. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, come on, man. So he, like, it's like this kid, basically, they think he gets abducted. <laughs> and they go look for him. And that's, like, what happens. Yeah. I you don't like that, that kind of stuff? It's fun. No. It's I, uh, do they show the aliens? I can't remember. I don't think so, though. <laughs> yeah, then fuck you. Yeah, I don't. I know. I, 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 I hate that. Um, yeah. The oh, so this is. Uh, I'm looking at it right now, and no, they don't. <laughs> and, and actually, the, the last scene of the, the Phoenix the, Forgotten show aliens. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. The the uh, Josh begins to scream as the craft removes the roof from the house, and also quick quickly lifts him off. The ground in a flash before the camera cuts out. The tape resumes as the camera catches a brief glimpse of outer space before falling back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. 
and somehow surviving reentry. Um, yeah, I uh, I have to say, I've probably found footage movies in this time in in two thousand fourteen, and even going back a little. This was probably the closest our generation will ever get to what the slasher movies were like in the eighties. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. The the paranormal activity movies coming out every Halloween was probably like Friday the 13th dropping every Halloween or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, this was, you know, I never thought about that dude, that, and then like saw. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Um, and well, saw, when did saw end? I mean, it's still kind of going now. Saw ended, um, saw ended before this. Saw ended like 2010s. I think. No, there's still saws coming out after that. No, I, I mean, like for the most part, like the 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 uh, the majority of the series. Oh yeah, I think like through four. I'm not really sure how many there are. Saw 3D. 2014, which would have been right around now. Well, when this came out, Jigsaw came out 2017. I don't know. Yeah, but uh yeah, so you're right. I mean the Saw franchise too. But um I dug it. I could see this being something that, that plays a lot better in a theater. I think the theatrical experience always makes movies more effective, you know? Um and and potentially even more immersive because you you know on the big screen and it's all point of view stuff maybe it is a more immersive experience and it works a little bit better uh watching this at home you know i mean you watch anything at home it's easy to be distracted and uh and whatever but um yeah definitely i give this one you know uh i don't want to say an a for effort but at least a b minus you know <laughs> and <clears throat> director uh john eric dowell um the other thing that he was responsible for, which, oh, I didn't know, Poughkeepsie Tapes. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so he directed that. Yeah, and, and Quarantine. Uh, I actually really liked Devil. That was what, I, I liked that movie. Yes, oh, wow. I didn't even yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was the he was the showrunner on uh, the Waco miniseries, which is, is excellent. Michael Shannon plays the hostage negotiator and uh, it's all about um obviously the the waco thing that happened but also to a larger extent ruby ridge and then um oklahoma city bombings and then uh yeah devil is m night Shyamalan produced yeah or he's got the story credit about the people stuck in the elevator that wasn't bad and then um oh no escape which was the uh owen wilson oh he did that (laughs) Yes. That's so funny. That was an interesting movie. I remember seeing that, and uh, it was very intense. It was pretty good. Poughkeepsie Tapes is something that um, really, I got to look this up real quick, because it was such a, um, so much was made about this, and yeah, I don't. I never really got. This is another found footage thing about. Uh, I don't know why it it got so much steam behind it, but this was a very inter- celebrated on the internet um, movie. 
the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah, so I never watched it. Yeah, this so this guy definitely had some uh, steam behind him. Yeah, but, I I thought the uh, I don't know quarant- I like I still what's up? Oh, I was gonna say quarantine. I did I I did watch, and I might have even seen that one in the theater because I was a huge Jennifer Carpenter fan. I had the biggest crush on her from Dexter, and um, she was in this as the main protagonist. So I uh, I was there for this, and I think it was just all right. But uh, out of other twenty first century films, uh, like found footage films, w- which ones have you like seen or that come to mind? Oh, found footage? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think Cloverfield is my favorite. Um, I think if you're talking about found footage in the 21st century, you need to talk about Cloverfield. Because everything that found footage does, for the most part, is very small, very insulated, very isolated, right? Um, you know, they're they're kind of limited to this format, and they all kind of stick with it. And I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. At some point, most found footage movies devolve into peop- the shaky camera where you can't see what's going on while somebody runs away from something. You know, uh, a friend of the show, Mike Vanderbilt, used to criticize every Marvel movie seems to end with something big crashing to Earth. And that was that was Winter Soldier. That was Guardians of the Galaxy. That was, more often than not, in a Marvel movie, the climax was them trying to prevent something big from fucking hitting a planet. And um, found footage feels like the same way. It feels like most found footage movies, the third act is the main character slash camera operator running away from the threat. And all you hear is panting and shaky movements <laughs> as the camera bounces up and down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also the point at which any rational person would just drop the fucking camera. And what I love about Cloverfield is that it doesn't do that. And it's like I said, it's Godzilla. It, 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 zooms out and does so much more in scope with that format that I think it deserves uh, study and it deserves to be uh, included in every found footage conversation. I don't think anything's done anything better than that. Um, With the exception of maybe when you get into some of the paranormal activity movies where it looks like it's done on security camera. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say the paranormal activity ones are interesting because they're like set up on tripods or security camera footage. So right. I when you were talking about how Cloverfield kind of changed it, I I was actually gonna say I think paranormal activity changed it into the other direction, into a more stationary uh trance rather than having it being uh Zooming in and worrying about all that, still being handheld, but not, you know, and this and paranormal activity, it's on a tripod. Well, there was uh, the, I think, paranormal activity four, where it started to utilize like webcams. Because I think three was the one where they find the VHS tapes and they find out that their parents were involved in a cult or something. And that's why the two yeah. girls, the sisters were being plagued is because they were like betrothed to these demons as children, which was an yeah. interesting plot development. Oh yeah. Um, and then 
the one after that, it's kind of rebooted it with a teenage girl. Yeah, I didn't and... care for that one too much. I think three, the one that you're talking about, I think that one actually was my favorite. And then the I think so ones. too. I think Is that I like the, that one. The Mexicans. Yeah, that's the one that, that takes place pretty... out in like California. And I just, I really enjoyed how they incorporated that. Going back to the first film, I was like, "Whoa, that was clever." How so. did they? Do? I don't remember that off the top of my head. Okay, so you remember the first film? Um, do you remember the very ending of it? Is like the wife yelling for the husband, and he like runs down, and you hear like demon noises, like rah, 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 rah. <laughs> and in uh, the marked ones, it's him coming through the portal. And he's there. He was like being attacked by her, though, as a demon. And then that was like, and then you also see her kill uh, her husband. Huh. So, yeah, I actually just got uh, the box set of the paranormal activities um, in the mail the other day. They were running a special on that Amazon Prime Day thing. And yeah, uh, it was like originally a hundred something dollars. And I got it for like thirty five bucks. I was like, yeah. The uh, a movie that I saw recently, which I don't think we covered. We didn't cover on this show because I don't think you saw it. But and I can't even remember the name of it. Oh, dude, it, we w- we saw another found footage film on here: Kids versus Aliens. That's not right? found footage, is it? Oh, no. was it not? Not maybe I. No, because I, Kids oh, versus Aliens was, was based on. It's the, based on it. Yeah. Okay, never mind. Sorry, yeah. man. My um. Bad. No, there was a movie that I watched uh, in the theater. I took my daughter to go see it. It was like the same. It was like the week before Megan came out, and uh, it was this movie that takes place entirely on a like Mac uh, desktop, and it's like you see the the chick's got her messenger open, and she's like messaging people, right, and or texting people, and she's FaceTiming people. And she's looking, she's Googling stuff online. And the whole entire movie is told like you're looking at someone's desktop computer. Hmm. Have you, have you? I feel like I've seen this. I just don't know what it's called. There's multiple movies. There's, I think this was the second one to do that. And maybe it's called Abducted or like, or like The Missing or some shit. I don't know. But um, yeah, that was another interesting, it's kind of found footage, but not really, I guess. It's just... An, an, a non-conventional way to tell a story very gimmicky feels very gimmicky it kind of works especially at the end because the third act it goes to uh like more traditional filming like multi-camera setup it leaves the desk the desktop imagery behind and you're seeing something play out like you would in a normal everyday movie and then it's revealed that what you're actually seeing is the main character watching something on netflix on her computer and that's why it looks like you're watching a real movie, because you're watching her watch a real movie, which I thought was infinitely brilliant. But once again, it's like I don't know how, when you're using that kind of technique just to kind of do a non-conventional horror movie, it's interesting and it's kind of, but like I said, ultimately it feels gimmicky, you know. And I think found footage sometimes feels like that. Like I don't know if anything was ever really immersive as a found footage thing, I guess that's like, what's, what's been your 
best experience with found footage? Like where where you really thought, wow, this is not just this is entertaining or this is clever. Like this is really an effective piece of media. And it's funny that we only see this technique really used with horror too. Yeah, uh, there's no well, found footage comedies, which I guess I would say. Yeah, that is kind of weird. Which you would think that that maybe we should do that, <laughs> but um, I would say weirdly. Possibly Blair Witch. When I was a kid and I saw that, I mean, that movie freaked us out to the point where we were running in the woods and like with a camera just to see what it would be like. And actually, (laughs) one of my first like movie making experiences, I was like eight or nine and a friend of mine had a video camera and we started making this like uh, thriller crime horror film. And I remember we used uh, we like made scenes that copied like from the Blair Witch and I was like so probably that because that kind of influenced me when I was younger even though you know I never finished that project I mean who what eight-year-old would right um but it was really <laughs> yeah, cool don't beat yourself up over it yeah but like <laughs> actually um super funny about that is we actually got in trouble making that um because I pl- I was the director and then i was also the cop which is super funny because i'm like an eight-year-old kid talking to an actual an adult who was my friend's mom and uh her daughter was missing who was my sister who was like four i think at the time and we actually put missing signs up while we were recording that's so so funny and we forgot to fucking take them down (laughs) <laughs> and my mom was getting calls about it and like I, yeah so we had to go around the neighborhood this was in dayton actually too and uh yeah the uh yeah but i just think blair witch kind of like influenced me in that and today even like talking about movie ideas with like friends like i think we could make an effective found footage horror film like with different it, with different settings like not just the chase scene it could be like multi-cam you know cameras uh cctv uh just i don't know different setups like a, um, like a hybrid like a nice little mix uh but it, it but it also seems like a very uh, cost effective way of making a movie and making some easy money if like you could get it out there so I think that's why it also became pretty popular because it, it, that was indie filmmaking for a while, right? It's, you know, I I would be very interested to actually look at how easy it is to film because I understand the concept of like, well, you're holding the camera. So, you know, the director is the cameraman well, and you know what I mean, and you could even you can even dub in the voice of whoever's supposed to be holding yeah. the camera, like T.J. Miller and, and Cloverfield. Like, if you think he was the guy holding that camera the whole fucking time, you're out of your mind. Like, they just put in his voice afterwards. Um, but the idea that, like, you know, is this an easier way to film versus you know the the you know the single camera setup? Where you film, you all cut, you move the camera, you film, you all cut, and then you edit it all later. Whereas this, you just kind of shoot, and then you more or less kind of chop. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that's. I, I think there's a you're switch. You're you're exchanging challenges, right? Right. Because with found footage, there aren't a lot of cuts. It's a lot of long takes usually where stuff happens, and right. you have to coordinate all those things happening 
everyone's got to hit their mark, right? right. Like I, I got to walk in the door and you got to say this line and then you got to say this line. And then that thing's got to jump out of the closet. And then we all got to run outside and all that shit has to happen exactly the way it's supposed to happen. Everyone's timing has to be perfect. And if anyone fucks up at any point, we got to stop and do it from the beginning in one long take again. I could see that being difficult too, because when you're filming in a traditional sense, you can cheat a lot of things. And what gives found footage that element of reality is that it's all pretty much really happening in real time, kind of, at least in the context of that scene. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. I do the 48 hour film project every year. Um, well, no, almost every year. I might do it again this year. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. And uh, there is a category for found footage. And I've never pulled it. And it's one of those where, like, I've always kind of wanted to. Like, we always kind of wanted to do musical, and then we got musical, and that was awesome. I mean, they're winning for it. And found footage is another one where, like, I'm like, oh, I kind of want to get that. Like, because I, I want to be forced to do that and see how, what yeah, I would come up with. see through the lens. Yeah. Yeah, just be like, okay, you have to make a seven-minute found footage movie. Like, go at it. I'd be like, okay. Now, granted, I don't need the 40-hour film project to tell me to do that. I could just <laughs> we just do that if we wanted to do it, you know, for the sake of doing it. But Right. Um, do you remember that, uh, wasn't, we were talking about there being no comedy found footage films, but wasn't there a party one? Oh, Project X. Project X, yeah. I was going to say, that, that, was, that wasn't bad. Never saw it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that wasn't bad. I liked be, it. Made me want to party. <laughs> like honestly, it made me want to party. I don't. I forget who I was talking to once, and they like were like house party. Like I want like classic house party, like American Pie two style. Um. Yeah, somebody was like, "We should. I, if this is good, I wouldn't mind doing covering this sometime." Um, yeah, because who's in it? Um, what's his name? Miles Teller from, uh... Oh, yeah, he is in it, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and there's, and I remember somebody, every once in a while, somebody will, like, you know, like that guy, right? And they'll be like, oh, it's a dude from Project X. I'm like, people still use that movie as a, as a like, That's a crazy. reference they point? Or, like, what... Whiplash, and you have, uh... Even Top Gun Maverick now. You have Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. Uh, there's a couple other movies. Um, what is it? This is 21, or I'm 21 now, or whatever it's called. Um, uh, yeah. And then there was, but I've also had, like, I want to say when I went back to school, when I was getting, when I was in community college, that, like, there was kids that were, like, yeah, we had a part like we went to this party and like, dude, it was like a Project X party. It was crazy, and I'm like, that's like a fucking thing. Um, I I would really, I kind of, I know we got like a slate full of movies, but I wouldn't mind throwing this on there because I've never seen this, and I like the fact that it's like this. Ha- well, so this is 2012, so I was 31, but you would have been 21, so this would have this would have been like your generation, right? Yeah. Like, these guys are supposed to be, like, high school seniors. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was pretty fun. It was pretty cool. <laughs> it really made me want to, like, party. And I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> oh, so. my God. 
Yeah, it was a good. Uh, we could do that movie. It was fun. Like Superbad on crack. Yeah, I haven't seen it in. I dude, I think I've only watched it that one time in theaters too. So, I'm I'm definitely down for that one. Yeah, we should do a found. We should honestly do a found footage kick, because Cloverfield is like 2006. Yeah, that's definitely. Did, uh, do. Is Chernobyl Diaries is that found footage? Yeah, let me check. I think so. Have, did seen, you see that one? No. I, yes, I have. Did uh, you like it? Not really. That's really? more like they're. That was like, cool because they they even showed the monster. <laughs> yeah, you they're know? like dogs or something, right? No, they're like these weird humans. Oh well, zombies. Yeah, zombies, dogs, whatever. They're, not, they're like, but they're fast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I thought it was cool. I liked it, but I also saw that one in theaters, and I haven't seen it since. So, yeah, I saw that one. Um, I wish there was like a list of found footage movies. I'm sure there's got to be on Wikipedia. Oh yeah, I'm sure there is. I mean, I know that there's more. There's Diary of the Dead. There's those. That was uh, interesting. Yeah, those were pretty good. Um, uh, what's his name? Like Aaron Moorhead and uh his partner uh, in crime of directing. He does like the endless uh, synchronic. Well, the endless, the endless is found footage. That's a cosmic horror. Um, yeah, there's some out there. I just can't really, you know, as popular as it may be, they're really like paranormal activity. It probably takes it because of how big the franchise got. And it's a franchise of nothing but found footage films. And it got wonky. <laughs> But did uh oh my god I gotta we gotta talk about this off 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 you gotta talk about this off air but you okay. ever see District Nine Yeah 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 that's kind of that's I'm looking at a list of found footage and uh, that's one of them well I would say one of my favorite another high water mark for the uh for it is um Chronicle Oh yeah man. That's a good one. The superhero that one. The superhero, yeah, with the kids. Also with Miles Teller. Yeah. Yeah. I and... like that one. Actually, dude, that was a really good one. And I I always wanted like a sequel to that and never got it. And I was really upset about it. But I think it it may have went to a graphic novel, actually. Um uh, I don't know. No. <laughs> uh, there's supposed to be a female-led sequel was officially announced by producer John Davis. It'll be sent 10 years after the event of the first film and deal with such topics as fake news and cover-up. Um, yeah, you know what it reminds me of? Did you see the... Um, oh, I took my kid to see this in the theater and I really fucked him up. Um, <laughs> with that James Gunn superhero movie where it's like an evil Superman uh james gunn produced it, it oh was... are you, you're talking about um with the kid yeah yeah uh bright burn or something yes yes and there yeah. is a scene where um <laughs> it really fucked him up <laughs> there, there's a scene where uh there's on the news where there's other like monsters or something that have been spotted and it's like the it's bright burn and it's like there's going to be like an evil justice league 
and there was like uh like an evil uh aquaman and an alien that looked like a gray that was supposed to be like martian manhunter and basically saying that like um you know oh is because at the end of it it's like you know like a uh not like a podcast but like an alex jones type Infowars thing yeah and it it was somebody talking about um you know, oh, does this have anything to do with the the other uh, sightings that there's been around uh, the world and other claims of like you know metahuman activity? And they show in the background, they show like a, a different like you know basic basically suggesting there's gonna be like an evil Justice League. Yeah. And uh, oh my god, I never wanted a sequel more <laughs> for something. That movie is so fucking awesome. That that's another one we should fucking cover. We can do a double feature. Of oh, Chronic Chronicle yeah. and uh Brightburn? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I took my kid to see that. He I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bro. <laughs> 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 uh, I was the guy the guards of the galaxy. I thought we'd be okay. It's the guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. How, did you take him to the new Suicide Squad? Uh oh yeah. Yeah, well, so did, he... I think didn't that premiere on TV? You might have watched that at home. Oh, maybe they may have. Because that I don't know if that was like during the pandemic when like shit was like, dropping on HBO Max on the same day or something. Yeah, but I can't remember. The, I saw it in yeah. theaters. Yeah, I I took him. His first R-rated movie was uh, Kingsman: Golden Circle, and um, that was okay, with the exception of like one of the scenes with a mechanical dog is eating somebody. <laughs> and he was like, Ooh, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine, they're not real. And uh, <laughs> then the other, I took him to see Crawl, but that was PG-13, but that fucked with him for a while. He kept bringing that one up. And then, um, <laughs> what is it? He's been okay for the most part. Like, I took him to see Halloween Kills, and he was fine. And um, yeah, what was the last thing we went and saw? Moonrise Kingdom, but. Oh, did you hear about, um, did you hear, did you say Moonrise Kingdom? You mean Asteroid ah, City? Yeah, Asteroid City, whatever. Wes <laughs> Anderson shit. Uh, did you hear that there's a new Godzilla coming out? Yeah, I don't like that. What? Really? It's it's called Godzilla Minus One. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know what? I wish they would have stuck with the Shin Godzilla timeline. <laughs> I don't. I him and I saw Shin Ultra not Shin Ultraman. We saw Shin Kamen Rider, and we really like that. Uh, we both like Shin Godzilla. I haven't seen Shin Ultraman, but I saw that there's a blue there's a Blu-ray for it on Amazon, which I might pick up. Um, yeah, man, I I dug that. I dug that the Shin trilogy, and I thought that they were going to be rebooting all this stuff and then doing some kind of crossover or something. I don't know. And uh, no, they're doing another. It's almost like another Godzilla reboot. You know, because yeah. that's why it's called minus one. It's because it's like Japan is is reeling from the atomic from World War Two. Yeah, and they're at so they're at zero, and then Godzilla shows up, and it's like minus one, and it's like that's a I don't know, man. <laughs> that's why, like, I'm not I I'm not Godzilla super fan because a lot of the choices they make, I'm like I don't know, like how can you make this many movies and not have not that everything has to be like a, a canon or anything, but it's just like it's very sloppy that you're going to do thirty plus movies, and only a handful of them kind of interact. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think I think for the most part they're kind of like different, uh, like Godzillas. Some of them, not all, but some of them, because the first one died, and then the second one died. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'm assuming the third one turned into Millennium, and that was it. And now, and then Shin Godzilla is was frozen, and we have twenty four. And then we have uh, Legendary Godzilla, who is uh, still rampaging out. And then minus one looks like it's a mix of Shin Godzilla and Legendary Godzilla to me, from the stills that I've seen. So I'm I'm personally excited, but I like Godzilla. Um, yeah, I I wish they would have went with the Shin Godzilla, but you know what? That that one's going to be one of those oddballs that in 20 years from now, like that's going to be if Godzilla is still relevant, and if not, then cult wise, it's going to be one of the main movies that people go to. So yeah, I I mean I'll go see it, I'll, especially if it gets like a decent enough release. Um, I'll go see it. I'll take my kid to go see it. It'll be a fathom event. We'll go, you know. Um, but I just, I think that's why it's always been hard for me to get into that franchise because it's like you're literally watching 35 interconnected, non-interconnected movies. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, the eras. You really have to pace it out with the era. Yeah. Because if I, you do the era, it, there is continuity through it. Well, I liked. Um, you know, I liked after we had Aaron on. Uh, I went. And I I down. I I actually bought the uh, Godzilla versus Ebra, the giant. Yeah, Ebra and like deep. love that one. Yeah, it's you great. Know what dude. I mean, I love it. And then when we when we did the double feature, Godzilla what was it two Final Wars or was it two thousand? What was the one that we watched? Two thousand and then Shin Godzilla. Or well, no, was it the... was Final Wars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Final Wars, I really liked. Um, I like them. You know what I mean? I do. I like Destroy All Monsters. Um, I like them. It's just, I, I don't know. There's Sometimes I'm just like, ugh. You know, but I'll, I'll be honest. The the past, I'd say, I've, I've been on a really good streak with Godzilla, where the last couple movies I've watched, and it's honestly it's because of you, um, or you and Aaron. Like, yeah. every one that I've put in has been good. And I kind of want to keep this streak going. And if it had been Shin Part 2, I would have been super stoked for that. But now that it's this, I'm like, what if this sucks? Like, what if I go in there and it's like two hours? And like, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how long it's going to be. Uh, and it's going to be subtitles. You know that. I'm fine with that, though. If we okay. we survive Cayman Rider with subtitles, we'll be fine. Yeah, man, I missed that release. And I'm bummed about that. So It was one fucking day. That's like... I know that I didn't get it in my area yeah. or maybe I did and I couldn't make it because it's like a three. It was like probably a three o'clock showing. Sometimes we'll get those and they're like always matinees, but I'm like, bitch, I got to work. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, why are you putting on matinees? <laughs> like when they did the thing, there was only two showings. And I was like, are you serious? And then they did the big Lebowski last year. And that was a seven o'clock showing. So, yeah, man, I don't know, man. The movie times are weird nowadays. 
the Fathom Events thing, I, I've made a handful of those. And, um, you know, it's been a mixed bag. I did the, um, what's it called? Uh, MST3K or, or not, what's it called? Um, Cinema Titanic now or something. I went to one of those. I went to um, a Kevin Smith one. And I went to this, and they were all, they're okay enough, I guess. You know, I think it's neat that they have them. I, you know, it's, it's, otherwise I wouldn't see that shit in the theater. Right, you know? right. But. But it's cool. I like it when they have those throwbacks. Yeah. So, uh, final thoughts on As Above, So Below? I like it enough. I, hopefully other people will agree with me. <laughs> yeah. What did I want to say? This was streaming. Did I have to rent this? I had to rent it. it yeah, uh, so you got to rent it. So yeah, I, don't know. I had to rent it. He goes, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the three. Damn, dude. <laughs> I don't know. If, you know what? I'll tell you what. Go buy something off Amazon. Let them take two extra days to deliver it so you get the fucking credit. And then just go on Prime and rent it for like 42 cents. That's That's what I did. Like... You know what I mean? This this yeah. cost me forty two cents. And honestly, for the amount of mythology, they'd have a pen and paper and everything they talk about that seems interesting. Write down and research because all the philosopher stone stuff is pretty cool. We did a whole episode of the Wednesday Show about it. It is very interesting to see how that that mythology has evolved over time. Um, and that's ba- I mean that's the guffet in the movies. They're going after the philosopher stone. So like that's kind of interesting. Um, it's worth a watch, but but yeah, you will have to rent it. So just <laughs> let it let Amazon take an extra two days getting you your fucking Legos and uh, <laughs> you get the rental credits. There you go. I never thought about that.